Yo. Yo. Bro, what's good with you? What's good, brother? How you? I can't call it. Yo, I'm going to keep it a bean, right? This is our seventh yeah. episode. I still be crazy Number nervous. Seven. I be nervous until right before I hit the, the button to go. After that, I'm good. But leading up to it, I be nervous the whole day, my J. <laughs> good, man. That's a good nervous energy, man. It feel like you're doing something right. Definitely. This is Brothers Talking Shit Podcast, Episode 7, Lucky Number 7. Episode 7. I am the Flush Man, a.k.a. Royal Flush, a.k.a. the Fat Boy, b.k.a. I will call you Broadish. And I am Rel, a.k.a. Iceberg Shorty, a.k.a. the King of Controversial Comments. I said what I said. Don't at me. What's up? All right, man. So where we at, man, this week? It's a major week right now. The, the, the thing buzzing right now with Nicki Minaj. That Nicki Minaj, how you feel about it? Trash. Trash, bro. I hate it. I hate it so much, man. Um, And as a, like... You know, I put Nicki Minaj in the top MC category. Like, not female, not male. She was one of the top MCs. And, like, yo, I just don't get it. And she thinks she the best. Like, it's it's weird. It's really weird that she feel the way she feel about herself. Knowing that shit trash. And then she got a trash-ass team coming behind her talking about, wait, I think it's the best album yet. Yep. You don't get the fuck out of here, Lil Wayne. And I guess you're supposed to say that and ride. You know what I'm saying? Ride for your squad and be a homer. But that shit trash. How you feel about it? Well, first of all, I want to start off by saying, you know, as a guy who used to rap a little bit, you feel like every verse you put out, or every rhyme you put out is your best rhyme up to date. I, I feel like I don't think I ever felt like I wrote a rhyme after a rhyme and felt like, oh, that rhyme was hotter than I never felt like my last round was hotter than my newest round. So I think that's a natural thing. You can't come out here and say, of course, this is my, you can't promote it and say, this is my second best or third best album. You get what I'm saying? Like, where's mm-hmm. the win in that? So you got to say it's your best. Of course, we're going to support it. I just want to know when was, when was Nikki the best, one of the best? When, when, what year was this? Yo, she bodied that monster verse. I keep telling you that. <laughs> she had the best verse on the whole song with some legends. She bodied that monster verse. She did. But everybody mm-hmm. knows Jay, Jay a bullshit on the verse. Ross ain't even give a verse. But we're going to do that where it's at. Um, as far as me, uh, I didn't listen to the album. only heard one song, really, that I even cared about, and it was the the Queen's Dreams. Uh, okay, yeah. Which All was right. her version of Dreams of, the you know, Dreams of Notorious B.I.G., Dreams of fucking the R&B bitch. Uh-huh. And I really feel like there's certain things in the world you just don't touch because you can't match. I don't care what you do. You just can't match up with it. I, and then you do you the exact same beat too. Like that right. was, that was brave. All right, man. So that, 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 that shit's loaded, right? So we remember Big did it, right? And when he did it, it was the illest shit ever. You know what I'm saying? He was, he was talking about, he said the girls from, uh, Escape was ugly. He was talking about fucking Mary J. Blige. So that shit went hard, right? Mm-hmm. And then and then his protege came out and did her own shit. You know what I'm saying? Dreams of fucking the R&B dude, right? Uh, Who did? Lil, Kim, Lil' Kim. 
And her shit was hard, right? So now we fast forward 20 plus years later. You got all this issue with Lord Kim, and she's sitting somewhere laughing at your goofy ass for putting out that whack ass track. That shit huff. Like, it, come up. Oh, Khaled, ain't no fat. You can tell me what he ain't. Yo, yo go ahead, yo. It, like, her and Safari need to get back together because they like, they like corny apart. They were dope <laughs> together. <laughs> They was dope together, but they corny as shit. I, I like Safari better when he wasn't saying nothing. When you thought he was the toughest motherfucker walking around the street because he just walked around with gold chain. But now he corny as shit and she corny as shit. Talking about ratings of a show that went up because she was on there. Like, yo, Nikki, fuck out of here. Like, she is the accolade queen. Nobody cares about all that you be talking about, yo. She be talking about some bullshit. Straight up. Yeah, I definitely feel like when it comes to Nikki, uh, I don't know. I mean, of course you're going to feel like you're the best. What bothers me the most is because I'm a guy who listens to bars. I'm a guy who's into bars. That was my twist when I when I spit bars. You know, when you when you in the studio and you're in the booth, it's certain parts. You know, you like hold up, dog. I need you to, you know, you know, drop the beat on this one. Like, and she she's punchline rapping, and it's like the punchlines don't got no punch to them. You feel what I'm saying? Like, you can't give me punchlines. The way she spit is like it's set up for punchlines. It's set up. That's the mean. That's the whole vibe of the song. When Big did it, it's the punchline to it. Even you said Lil Kim, which I never heard the Lil Kim drink, but I remember even do, a, a dope version with Fifty Cent's uh, "How to Rob." You get what I'm saying? I, when I think right. of "How to Rob," that, you you can't get. R&B, I mean, you can't get dreams without, you can't get how to rock without dreams. I even think you can't get hoes, uh, uh, girls, 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 because girls, girls, girls to me is the, you know, really, he's not saying names, but he's talking about different kind of women. Like, you feel what I'm saying? So all that comes, she's not touching none of those. None of those is she touching right. at all. Like, it's not even close. Like, she spits, like, she got, like, like you do the sword, the way she lined it up, you swore she said something hot, the way the bars is lined up, and it's like, where, where is it at? Right. Where is it at? So, uh, it's hard to, it's some, it's some beats you just don't touch, it's certain things you just don't touch. Not only should she have not mm-hmm. touched that, she didn't even do that any justice, do that right in any way possible, it was definitely two thumbs down on that one. But has right. has has Nikki seen? Is she on a decline? She's reached her peak. Her peak is gone, right? I'm here, bro. I ain't hear what you said. I'm sorry. I said her peak. Like she, she I think she's on a decline. She's been. She's going as high as she's ever going to go. She'll never be the star that she was. This is kind of over for her. I mean, she might be successful and do her own thing. Don't get me wrong. But that 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 ride and you know that peak. I think she reached it and she's on the way back down. What you think? Oh, I absolutely believe that, man. But I've been I've felt that way for the past three years, right? If like think about let's think about the longevity of it, right? Um, so you, you wanna say, I mean, I guess you could say how how long has Nikki been the top female artist in the game? I mean, with no competition since she signed right. Wayne. How long? Besides, until, until with, with Remy being locked up with with and Car- uh, Cardi now, like right now, Cardi is it? Cardi done took her a spot, and she's getting all the songs that Nicki would have got. So, uh, when did she sign? When did she come out with Wayne? From then until uh, about from then to about three years ago, like you said. But there right, so been- I'm just saying, let's say ten years, right? Whoa, okay. it's been ten years. 
Okay. Remy been home for four. She was down for seven. Okay. There's no competition, though. They can't even do at an award show. When they do the best hip-hop female artists, it's like, who, who, who's on this category? Right, right, right. Fo- follow where I'm going, though. Follow, follow where I'm going, though. Queen came out, and it's her fourth album. She ain't even put down music consistently enough to be considered a top-tier artist. Remember Hove came out every goddamn year? Right. Dropped two classic albums in the same year. You can't talk that shit like you the upper echelon, best that ever do it, and you ain't did nothing but drop four albums your whole career. The best in what? So what? You 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 won in a space where there was no competition. Right. You know what I'm saying? I could beat a, a man in a race. I could win the Indianapolis 500 if I'm the only car out there. Of course I win. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. Carry, I definitely bro. feel like there hasn't been no competition, really. Right. Absolutely not. So, so I know. think I think it's kind of over. I think you need to find a new niche. Uh, like you said, her and Safari need to you know, work things out, man, and, you know, <laughs> probably for the, to see both for their career. I mean, she's good. She's going to be good in life. I don't think she can fuck that money up. She made her money, definitely, so, but I think it's time for her to take her ball and go home or try acting or something. I don't think she can do it, bro, and, and that's my issue, and, I mean, you know. She was on in the barbershop joint. Man, you talking about all the, 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 the movie. Like, right. I, man, look, bro, I, I, I ain't feeling it. Like, it's, it's a horrible, horrible, horrible album, and I, I, I can't even, I can't even say it ain't. It is extremely bad, and she think it's good, and she oh, and like that's that's my problem with people fandom, man. Like you, you just can't, you just can't act like it's the best shit ever, bro. Stop acting like it. Like you got a bunch of yes men sitting around you talking about it's great and it's not great. But, you know, and I've listened to it four times already. You know my rule. You know what I'm saying? I don't bash nothing without listening to it. And I'm a fan. So it comes from a genuine place for me. I'm going to call it Spade a Spade. Your album trash, your album trash. All right, so is she the best ever? Best one. Female-wise. No. Woman-wise, I'm sorry. Woman-wise. No. No. Okay, who's the best? Who's the best female rapper of all time? Best female rapper of all time. <sighs> Gotta go with Queen. Queen who Latifah? Absolutely. I don't see in what I don't see in what way you see that possible. As far as success, here you, here you go. Here go your, your homer shit. Go ahead and say no, no, no. You about to hit me with some homer the, shit. I say he was the best. The reason why I, I say I know he was you the was. best is because of the fact that it ain't about homer. When you can run, when you can, when you can be on the track with DMX in this prime, we talking about DMX from from let's say ninety eight to two thousand one. Wasn't nobody in the game more official than DMX, and then you got the locks, which is the hardest nigga to ever come out. Period. And, and had a, doing his own thing, who had it popular? When you were in that squad, and you never, you never heard an E verse with them and been like, "Oh, she was corny on there." She went right along with it. She was, she was sexy with it, but she wasn't too sexy, or too nasty. Like you, you respect the bars, 
you respect the sexiness. And then she had the got a man, so she got the love is blinds and all that, like all around talent. Eve is that. Now okay. you saying Queen Latifah, I don't see what aspect of rap because now she hasn't had the most success, success as a rapper. She hasn't had the most uh uh like going hard as far as like lyrically. Right, Where, what but, makes, but, 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 but that but that's my point. So, so if you want to go accolades like you talking right now, like you might as well say Nicki Minaj. That's your argument. You asked me who who I felt. So I was a Queen Latifah fan. And I watched the come ups. And I watched what she was rapping about. How many albums Eve got? Probably about four, five, maybe. It, is it that many? Yeah, that's the thing about I four or five. So I think I didn't at least four. I'll pass the second one. <laughs> right? That's my point. You know what I'm saying? It, it was decent. It was great. I listened to it all. That was me, my bad. Yeah. Um. So, Eve, like, you know, she had those two albums, and, like, you know what I'm saying, where it was rocking, then she fell off the, the planet. Like, and, and that's okay. But, like I said, for me, I, I'm going to go with Queen Latifah as far as how I'm rocking. I'm not, I'm not mad at you for that being your favorite, because, like I said, who's your favorite? So, I'm not mad at you for that. But I, I'm just glad you didn't say Nikki. I can live with you no, saying. Uh, I don't say that. I'm thank goodness. I'm glad we didn't have to do that one. I'm. I would have been depressed. Okay, let me ask you this though, bro. At what age should your kid be on social media? What age would you allow your children to have social media, Facebook, uh, Instagram? What, what age would you allow that to happen? Uh, when did I allow it to happen? <laughs> like that's a that's a loaded question as well. Uh, my kids have been on social media since they were uh, nine, ten, probably. Yeah, okay. Like now, yeah, <laughs> now. Bria about to be nine, and I just really I'm not ready for it. I, I haven't like I haven't heard her being interested in anything. She talks about it a little bit, but I don't know. It's so much going. I'm not ready for that right now. I mean. I don't know. It'd be a discussion to be had, but I mean, she hasn't come to me with it. Thank goodness. Or came to, I haven't heard anything about it. Not that I know of. You know, you never know what's going on. But as far as I know, she doesn't have one. But I think that's you know the way this world is, and it's definitely got to be a, a trust factor. I feel as though with you and your children, because with the type of creeps that's out here and the things that's going on in this world, you have to be able to trust your child in those scenarios because. It's a lot of traps and a lot of things going on that, you know, especially a child, young children, that I feel like uh, it's not a, you know, if they're not ready for it, you know, it could be crazy. Um, I, I, I agree. So, like, my daughter posts pictures, you know what I'm saying? My son, he very rarely even does anything on there. It's like once in the blue, you know what I'm saying? Like, it posts a shoe up there that he want to see. So it's not like they on there saying crazy stuff or outlandish with it, man. But I just not, I just try not to project my fears onto my children. I was, it's funny that you say that, man. It was kind of like uh, we were, when I was home this weekend, we were having interesting conversations about the things that we did as youngins and the things we allow our kids to do at, at this age, right? Um, even to the even to the culmination, like, no, my, my little cousin lived Shout out to Arnie. She lived maybe a five minute walk from my mother, from her house to my mother's house. I let's say ten for good measure. I was like, all right, I'm out. My mother, like, you got a ride? I was like, no, I'm gonna walk home. 
Like it's my neighborhood. Like, like, why are you projecting your fears onto this thirty-seven-year-old man who can handle his own in a neighborhood he's literally lived in since nineteen eighty-nine? You, you know what I'm saying? It, it, first of all, I'm a grown man walking down the street in some khakis and some dress shoes and a button-up. I don't look like I'm getting in trouble. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then I, I didn't have any fear behind it, but. I was six years old going into the house by myself. I had a latch key. But now think about how old that is in the grand scheme of things. I was eight years old catching a bus from South Baltimore to downtown. I went to school downtown Baltimore. I would walk from my school three blocks up to my mother's job and meet her there if I didn't, if something else was going on. And by age 10, I was catching the bus from downtown Baltimore all the way up to Echodale, where I still had to walk a half a mile to get to my house. And I knew second that something was going to happen to me. Or did I have a fear about doing that? We project our fears onto our children. And a lot of things are just innocent. I didn't think about it in, in, in that realm. I just did it. Because my mother worked and my father worked. So I did it. Right. So, and, and it kind of double back to what you were saying is like, it's not her fear. It's ours. You, you know what I'm saying? I was six years old, bro. Would you give a six-year-old a key right now? Probably not. Right. That didn't, that didn't change the fact that I, I, was, I was doing, I think about it, I was in first grade. You can't slice that. When I started down Catholic school, it was third grade. I got a late birthday. I started third grade when I was seven. I didn't turn eight until December. Matter of fact, when I started first grade, I was five. Yo, that's think a, that's, about that. That's an interesting, you know, I never thought about that. And, and I think that's definitely true. I definitely think our fears, we project our fears onto our children. And I never considered that. That's definitely something to think about. I don't know. I, I feel like my daughter's definitely trustworthy. I don't feel like my daughter's, you know, in a space where though, you know, it's something I couldn't trust or, you know, I, I, like I would, I think I probably could trust her with it, but I think that's definitely, you know, being a dad and when you're dealing with, with girls, it's like, I don't know. I think it's an extra, you know, sense of, you know, you know, want to protect your baby. You get what I'm saying? I think you're more loose than you are with a daughter. So I definitely, I definitely agree. I definitely think you're right. And I think we definitely trust is the most important issue. The most important, you know, my, that would be my thing. I need to, trust the fact that you wouldn't lie to me about anything like that or stuff like that. So I think as long as trust is, you know, the trust kind of makes the sides, you know, the movement as far as how I would deal with it. But I definitely right. um, appreciate the uh, your, your way of thinking and, you know, the, the angle you came with it. Cause that's definitely, I think my biggest fear is, you know, it's my fear is more than it is her. You get what I'm saying? Not even me, right. not, me not trusting her. It's just me not trusting the world and, or not right. really, not ready for my daughter to be exposed to the world. Like, it's certain things even on TV. It's like, it's so many things that's on TV that's like, yo, you're not ready to talk to your child about why this girl's kissing this girl on the show. I mean, it's, it's people's right to live however they want to live, but when you, gotta, you know, when you have to explain those things to your kids, that's a whole nother thing in itself. You feel me? Right, but that, so so it's like we... As parents, and I'm gonna say you and I, right? So, when my son would come home, my daughter would come home. When my son was in California for the year, it was is she gonna make it home? Is she gonna get in the house? I didn't have that fear, like I couldn't have that fear, right? So, 
I, I trust that she's going to make it home and I stay fast in my conviction because of our lifestyle. I work this many miles away. Her mom worked this many miles away. So it's, you know, it's all of those things into one. So, and I, and I say, fear is manufactured. Danger is real, right? There's real dangers out here. But right. fear is something that you put into your mind and you make it something that it's not. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, you could easily give her a Facebook and have her have her friends and or, you know what I'm saying, or the family on there, and then it gets locked up, you know what I'm saying, because she can't accept a friend request from somebody who don't know her, you know what I'm saying? Right. Or you could lock it up where, you know, like my, my shit now, you can't, unless you're a friend of my friend, you can't be my friend, you know what I'm saying? And I'm an adult. Right. So, like, those things those things really matter, you know what I'm saying, when we talk about what we allow our children to do and what we don't allow them to do. Um, and in my experience over the past, you know, 12 to 24 months, I haven't seen anything crazy or, or witnessed, you know what I'm saying, people talking to them. Uh, you know what I'm saying, nuts. My daughter got like a thousand followers on Musical.ly. Right. Little stop motion videos, you know what I'm saying, like right. she got more followers. Right, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, it's never been nothing crazy, but I, I teach my kids that strangers are still strangers and everybody ain't your friend. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, handle up. Definitely. So that's my twist about that. Definitely. I definitely feel you on that. And, bro, you definitely uh gave me something to think about on that one. Yo, are you ready for the summer to be over, dog? Absolutely. I'm sick of it. Listen. I live in Central Texas, bro. It's hot. Listen, bro. Hold on. Let me go. Dog. First of all, y'all don't understand the sacrifice I go through making this podcast every week. Because I turn off my fan, the AC. I'm in this drink sweating like full court basketball knocking this, knocking this podcast out, dog. I mean, we appreciate you. No fear, no nothing, though. I cannot wait. I've never been a summer guy. I, I appreciate the thought of summer. Like, if the summer was a month, I'd be cool. But like for it to be as long as it is, it'd be like, yo, by the time of summer here, it'd be like, okay, it's cool. All right, shorts for yeah, maybe a couple of weeks. And it'd be like, yo, I'm ready for it to be fall and spring. Fall and spring all year for me is perfect. But winter and summer, but summer just I, I can I think the worst thing about summer is, and I can even deal with winter, I think, more than summer, because you can always put on more clothes when it's cold outside. When it's mm-hmm. hot and it's real hot, what can you do? You know what I'm saying? Like, even naked, if you hot, you hot it is what it is. There's no way to change that naturally unless you have an AC, uh, you know, stuff like that. But if, you know, when it's hot and it's 90 degrees and you're and you moving around and you're working or whatever, I, you can put on more clothes. You can't, there's nothing you can do with that heat, man. Right. Hey, bro. Uh, it's hot. It was 100 degrees a day and it was a cool day. And I'm like, yo, it's still hot. I went all summer without my AC. All summer. Driving from Austin, Texas, all the way back uptown. 70 miles in a hot ass BMW with no AC. I don't know how I made it. Now now I got AC. I was like, I don't, I don't even know how this was even possible. But it's hot down here and it's overrated. You know what I'm saying? The heat is overrated. Unless you got a pool that you can go get in and jump in all the time, shit's overrated, bro. I'm 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 done with it. <laughs> uh bring on the fall. You know what I'm saying? Give me some 75, 80 degree weather. We had some snow down here last year. I'm I'm all for it. Especially being from, you know what I'm saying, where I'm from. 
Yo, I remember, you know, we had, we had A school down there, of course. So I was down there for the summer. You know what I'm saying? We was down there July, uh, J- July to September. Man, mm-hmm. PT in the morning, 6 o'clock in the morning, it'd be like 90 degrees in San Antonio, Texas, man. Like, yo, that shit be a trip. And it'd be that other heat. Like, that heat down there, dog, is a monster, for real. I don't see how y'all do it, man. Yo, it's nuts. Yo, man, what's up with your boy? What's up with your boy Drew Hill, man? Now listen, I'm an R&B here. Don't get me wrong. We can talk rap all day. I'm an R&B guy too. Don't ever get it twisted. Jazz from Drew Hill left the group. So really, is Nokio Cisco two niggas from the group called Player? You don't know who Player is. Mm-hmm. They had the song "Cheers to You." Cheers to you. They had the little drink. You know, they was down with Timberland and them. Dog, listen, man. What's going on, man? Everybody's leaving the group, man. And listen, Jazz is. You can't just say, oh, it's Cisco Group. Jazz Voice is as much a, as much as a part of that success as Cisco's is. So Jazz leaving to me is like, yo, listen, y'all can't even be Drew Hill no more. Y'all might as well get new niggas and just call y'all something else because Nokia, who don't never sing in Cisco, must call it Cisco or nothing. But this ain't Drew Hill. What's up, man? What's going on? What's going on in Baltimore, man? All right, you're right. It's not Drew Hill, right? So... Like, I was wilding when they added the, the boy Ruth Scola, you know what I'm saying, the, on the third album. And I was like, oh, man, they got Scola on the album? Because he was a radio personality, man, but he got into the group. So I, it was wild for me. Um, you know, really growing up around them dudes, man, and um, and watching it happen from the beginning uh, is funny to me. But the thing about that is, is grown men – sometime grow apart and they've been around each other since they was teenagers so you know even like uh who who quit like four times woody woody right. quit like four times jazz been doing gospel they were trying to get back together trying to find it but like the r&b groups that we grew up and we knew and we loved they just not there no more you know what i'm saying jodeci goddamn what's the name of crackhead uh you know boys the men ain't putting out no fire 112 ain't around no more. All this stuff. So, like, for me, I've let it go. Uh, Give me some Ellie Mae. You know what I'm saying? Give me some Daniel Caesar. I want to hear her. You know what I mean? Kelly Ross. So, like, I'm not even tracking. They put out, what, a Christmas album or something like that in December? I ain't listening. Because I'm I'm over you. I don't want to hear nothing y'all have to say. Y'all not putting out no fire. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's, It's just like you know what I'm saying? When the Temptations kept switching our members. It's in the same vein for me. Y'all was hot for a little while, now y'all cooled off. Like, it was wild to hear them on on the, on uh, Nori joint at the beginning when they did the podcast. And I was right. like, oh, and then, they, and then they would show it up on, at the Breakfast Club. Like, you know what I'm saying? They had a little, a little buzz and then, you know what I'm saying, they fell off. And that's fine. You, you know what I'm saying? So, like, I'm I'm not looking for them. So, they want to call themselves Drew Hill with some cats that ain't from Baltimore. You know what I'm saying? From player or player circle. I don't care if they add two chains. <laughs> I don't care, bro. You know what I'm saying? I don't care what they do, man. Like, I'm I'm going to listen to uh, Drew World Order and, you know what I'm saying, uh, all that sleeping in my bed, beauty is a name. I'm still listening to all that. All this newfangled shit, I'm not listening to because I don't care and I'm not checking for it. Y'all right, might so, just go around and do a tour. Right. They must get that tour money, definitely. And I don't know. Somebody not eating. <laughs> That's what I get from it. But uh, all right. right. And they prime, right? Pick one. All right. Give me your order. One, two, and three. Drew Hill, 112, Jagged Edge. They was all out at the same time. Give me who? 
Give me your top. How, how, what order are they going? Drew Hill, one twelve, Jagged Edge. I hate Jagged Edge. If you gave me another spot, I don't care who you put in that. I would never say Jack. I hate Jagged Edge. I never liked the motherfuckers. I just thought they was a bunch of fake ass R and B thugs. Fuck out of here. I never liked them. You know what I'm saying? I like Keys to the Range. That's the only song I like. Other than that, I would never listen to that. Oh, I like they. I like they verse on uh, well, what's my man? Saha album. You know what I'm saying? Don't know why. That's my shit. Uh, but outside of that, yeah, nah, man, I'm not fucking listening to no goddamn Jagged Edge. But yeah, Drew Hill, one twelve, and I, I mean, I gotta have an argument between uh, one twelve and Drew Hill because I, I was a one twelve fan way before. Right. That was all around the same time. I said that was all around the same time. I would, I would, no, bro. Absolutely not. No, 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 no. <laughs> Drew Hill ain't popping until I got in the Navy for real. So I mean, and one twelve was on in ninety six, ninety seven. Hold on, when you go in the Navy? Because Drew Hill was. I, I joined the Navy in '98, oh. so I wouldn't call it the same time. I think which one? Uh, one Twelve had already dropped two albums by the time, uh, you know, what I'm saying Drew Hill came uh, came around. It wasn't the same time. Well, but listen, we Drew, can... Drew Hill, Drew Hill, our friend. He was number one. I would say Drew Hill, and then I would say One Twelve. You get what I'm saying? Like one twelve had a lot behind them though. They had like they had big behind them. They had big and Mason and all that. They had a lot of benefits that um that uh Drew Hill didn't have. Yo, did you hear that Jermaine Dupree is talking about a so so deaf uh reunion uh like like Puff Daddy like Puff did a reunion type joint? A reunion tour? Yeah. Oh he could do that. He could do that Woo-hoo. easy. Huh? Well who? Uh, Brat, Bow Wow, uh, Franchise Boys, uh, he, he, himself. He you going? To, you going to see that show? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Listen, you asked me two different questions, bro. No, I'm not. If that show was tonight, nigga, I would watch wrestling. If I had free tickets to the front row, <laughs> I would watch wrestling. Summer Slam next week, nigga. I ain't got time to be watching fucking JD. Right. Okay. Even though you got to give him a try, I've never just like, yo, his propers, listen, he did a lot for the game. He's major. And Usher, too, he did, he did, he did, he did the 8701, didn't he? Yes. Right, so the listen, musically, what JD's done for the game is untouchable, but don't nobody want to see him and the brat um, do uh, So Functified on a Monday night. I'm cool. I can think of better things for my time, like watch wrestling. I want to correct myself. I was wrong. I was wrong. Okay. They both came out in 96 and 98. Drew Hill came out in 96, the album, and one uh, – 112 came out in uh 96 and then room 112 came out in 98 and then uh into the drew came out in 98 they, they was rocking together part three right. came out in 2001 and uh drew world order came out in 2002 Listen. so uh yes first two drew hill albums dog every song don't skip nothing let it rock that right. Classic though. 112 always been all right. They always been good, but I never I never heard of 112 album that could touch either one of the Drew Hill first two albums, period. At all. Mm, that first Drew album with Cupid on it. Oh man. 
Or the one twelve album. I mean, yeah, the first one twelve album with Cupid on it. Uh, had some fire on that, bro. It did though, but listen, both of them albums, you can play both of them Drew Hill albums. It's back to back. You can play every song back to back. And I think I think to in a person's life, for me, I think those albums kinda like, you know, they put me in a when you know when you think about music sometimes, it puts you in a in a time. You know what I'm saying? That took me to my drive court days and, and stuff like that. So them Drew Hill albums was really like that was it. Like if you was listening to R and B, you was listening to them. And matter of fact, Carl Thomas was out too around that time too. Ooh, wait, mm. that Carl Thomas first album, nigga. Yeah, nigga. Listen, he don't listen. That's the only one he had though. But that drink was some fire, man. Definitely, right? Definitely. Definitely. All right, yeah. What's up, uh, Cam Newton? Step to uh, the uh, what's the boy Benjamin? What's his name? What's his first name? Calvin Benjamin. Calvin Benjamin. All right, Calvin Benjamin used to be a wide receiver. On the Carolina Panthers, and he got traded yeah. to the Buffalo Bills. And he said some things recently that Cam Newton didn't know the playbook that well, and he was inaccurate. Said some things about him, and Cam Newton stepped to him. What you think of Cam Newton stepping to him? I, I respect him stepping to him. <laughs> he walked up on him like it was a press, though. You know what I'm saying? And it looked like he would. It looked like Cal Benjamin was like, you know, what I'm saying, like shaking around, like I said what I said. He, he sounded like me. You know what That's what it looked like. He definitely like he pressed him, and I was like, oh, it's it like, I wonder what was said. That's what I really want to know. I want right. to know how it was said, and what was said. But Calvin Benjamin came back and was trolling anyway about his his quarterback in, in, in Buffalo. Talk about he's more accurate. So he out there still trolling. What it's all good. What quarterback? Which one? <laughs> Probably the rookie boy. You know what I'm saying? I don't Definitely know. the rookie. But yeah, I respect that though. You can't see that's that's that media stuff really be crazy because people say things in media or say things on social media and mm-hmm. act like there aren't consequences to it. Not saying that it was a consequence or that he got punked, but end of the day, yeah, I respect the fact that Cam, you know. And that'd be my twist too. Like if you got a, if you got a problem with me, and you got my number, you get what I'm saying? Like, holla at me for you to say something to say something about me out here in the world to the world, and you got my number, and you could really holla at me about it. You feel mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I don't know. What was, I don't know if there was a question. Was it an interview or was it something he just posted? I can't remember. No, it was an interview, and it, it's an asking about it. Then it was right before the preseason game. So, like, I mean, you know, yeah, the media, you know, staring stuff up. But, I mean, it is what it is. And, like, he said what he said. So, I don't even know why, you know what I'm saying, Cam Newton pressed him. Like, first of all, Cam, I don't believe you tough. You know what I'm saying? I just don't. I don't. Oh, his his leg. You can't be tough for that leg, dog. The, the, the shit, it's, uh, it's wardrobe. It's not tough guy wardrobe. Yo. Cam Newton, lucky, like, Cam Newton probably got a year and a half before he ain't going to have no job. And he's going to be right back there with the rest of them. You know what I'm saying? When he was doing his MVP thing and they went 15-1, and one, yada, 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 you, you start looking like OJ, you know what I'm saying? He's like, I'm not Cam Newton, I'm OJ. You know what I'm saying? That's how he, he straight up carried it. And then they dropped that ass uh, from, uh, you know what I'm saying, the, the yoga joint because he said some wild shit to the goddamn – uh, 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 woman reporter. I was gonna say female, and I don't want to smoke with y'all. Uh, he definitely said something to the woman reporter. Um, and then they dropped him. You know what I'm saying? So now, you know, what I mean, Dak Prescott is is the one. You know what I'm saying? Who pulling that OJ shit? Uh, fuck him too. 
But anyway, right. um, uh, but yeah, like I mean, you, you walk up on. I just want to know what was said. Like you seen it, and I I just kind of want to see. You know what I'm saying? What's next? You know what I'm saying? What you gonna do now? He said he said what he said. You ain't accurate. He ain't there. You ain't. You know what I'm saying? Y'all don't even play together no more. So ain't no issues in the locker room. You just walked up to him and had a question. Fuck it. Right. This is probably the last time we'll talk about Cam Newton for the whole NFL season. Right. Actually, where Cam Newton is becoming very irrelevant as far as me and, and football right now. I just don't, you know, he's going to give you what he gives you. But like you said, really, when when it's all physical, and we said that before about Des Bryant, the last episode, I think it was. And I, I what I said to myself was that, you know, when you have a, when you just use your physical skills, you know, that you naturally are born with to succeed, it's cool. But as age, you know, Time is age is undefeated. Time is undefeated. So as you get older, you better use your head more than you use your body. And I don't think he's capable of doing that. So I think he's reached his peak and he's on his way down in reality. And you're probably right. He's going to be a backup in some other city because nobody's going to pay you twenty million to be big as hell and can't complete a pass. Right. They trash. This might be his last shot too because they got uh, North Turner down there. North Turner's had a lot of success. See, I'm a football guy. North Turner's the offensive coordinator. You know, he's a uh, for our teams. I know you know that, but you know some people might not. So when you mm-hmm. have somebody who's a guru for quarterbacks and he comes in and he can't fix it, he might give up on you after that. Right. Just to throw that out there. Uh, I got y'all got to get credit where credit is due, bro. Uh, it might have been episode one or t- uh, uh, episode one or two, but um, you we were talking about power and you were saying that you know we we're kind of tired of power and bro, you were right. The power, <laughs> power is. Um, is uh, Stars' this new version of The Young and the Restless. It's just getting to a point where it was like, where can you go next? Like, it's getting a little ridiculous. So you did call it early, and I definitely agree. It's I would still watch it, but it's not must-see TV. Right now, in my life, must-see TV is Snowfall, it's Animal Kingdom, it's... That's it, right? Uh, the child when they come back. Right now, for me personally, that's off the top. I can't. Well, right now, and I'm on. Um, I'm on Sounds of Anarchy Crazy. I'm rewatching. I'm watching that. I've never seen it before. So that's my CTV. Even though it's not coming back out, but if it was, that would be my CTV. Power is definitely uh, come up off that list. I'll get the power whenever I get around to it. Yeah. Oh, Shameless coming back in three weeks. Oh yeah, Shameless. Oh, that's another yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> like September 9th. <laughs> power is definitely dog. That shit is washed. That shit is becoming broadish. All capital letters. <laughs> you know, I got every episode, 50 must have in this contract, every episode he got to shine. There's one scene right. every episode this season where 50's gripping somebody up, shooting somebody. He, he's all, he's the, the best part of this whole season was Kendry. Yeah, Kendry. Mm-hmm. And he played the homeless guy. And right. That's the best part of the season. For real, for me, it's nothing like, I don't know what they're doing. And, it's really uh, you know, it's kind of like when we when they moved out of the when they set the fire when they set when the city caught on fire and we right reach. yeah and aggressive of course Every that was it that was it this is yeah. this is what when I seen Ghost Tasha and and the chick all in the same room talking like they was all homies I was like nah I know what <sighs> matter of fact when Ghost went back to her, she got him booked and stayed there I was like nah this this is done. I might as well ruin it for you. You don't care anyway. No, 
<laughs> no. <laughs> like, I'm telling you, man, it'd be like some, some shit I just can't bring myself to watch, man. Like, like I'm, I'm really slacking on my, my TV game, man. And, like, I, I'd be trying to sit there and binge watch stuff and you know, so I told you Netflix ruined my life, man. It's kind of like like downloading music, man. Like, I need to see it all, man. Like, cause when I get into it, I, I can't really. I don't want to wait for next week, bro. Like that. That's my biggest twist, man. Like you, I'm I'm stuck for the next six days. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, because I'm like I said, I'm watching Sons of Anarchy, right? So I just finished the second season last night. I know I had to go to bed, right? But I right. couldn't imagine waiting a whole nother year after seeing. The season, right? Like, oh, exactly. So you're right, though. That I think that might be the next thing, like the next wave. How everything, you know, you know, with when time when change comes, people have to adjust. I think it might be a thing. Whereas those shows that are not Netflix going to start putting out the whole season in one week, and then it just be there instead of it being a thing. Whereas though you're waiting, well, I guess they need that as far as the viewing. I guess so. It might not ever yeah, happen, but yeah, you need that for ads and stuff. But Netflix got something cooking, like because. When Ozark come out, don't call me. I'm just going to sit there and goddamn watch Ozark to the end. Yo, you I, started, I started watching it. I got to get back to it, though. I started watching it. I forgot who put me on. T-Man put me on on my man Trail. Did you put me on? I don't think it was it, you. Maybe. I, I've been talking about it. I thought, we, I thought we were talking about it when we was in Philly. I told we were talking about it. I watched a couple episodes. But they, that's when they move. They move. They move and all that, right? And Yeah, they moved I, Ozark. Right, okay. Yeah, I got to get back with it, though. I definitely got to fuck with it. But Netflix is really, like, show-wise, they fucking the game up. They got a lot of shit right now. Yeah. Netflix definitely do. All right, yeah, what you think of this, man? I think this is kind of weird that um that um South Carolina closed their schools early for the Jay-Z and B concert. Don't that seem weird? Uh, Yes, but it was probably good for the economy. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, everything's about the dollar um, and, and I don't ever want you to ever get that confused it's all about money right. everything you know what I'm saying and uh, to shut something like that down um, for the, the fact I don't know if it was a traffic decision or you know what I'm saying the teachers all had they, 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 they shit together because they was going to go that's a, that's a real serious decision that somebody made um and you know it it just it just it is baffling, but you know it's probably the most money they're gonna make in a night in the whole state it, it, like that that's just what it boils down to. It was good for the economy, getting so, people yeah. out of, of the road, getting people out of school, you know what I'm saying, all these people going. It's like football in certain cities in Texas, they shut the shit down because that's the cash cow. that's where the money comes in. I feel you definitely. That definitely makes sense. Like, cause ain't nothing popping in South Carolina. They don't got no sports no. teams, no nothing. All right, no. yo, this because this is a battle I have, and I think all of us had this battle, and I'm I'm still trying to figure it out as a parent. And the battle was it's it's um to me, it's hard because as a father, I want to give my children everything in the world, or my child everything in the world, or my children everything in the world. Right. But token. I want them to understand that you're not supposed to get. You get what I'm saying? As much as you want to give them everything, uh, you know, I don't want it ever to be a thing where it's like you think you're supposed to get. Like a birthday party is not something that you're supposed to get. It's a lot of kids that don't get it. So, I mean, you know, when you walk in that line and you're trying to find that niche as to where 
you're trying to, you know, you want to give your kids everything. You want to give your kids everything you you never had. But in the same token, you want them to appreciate the fact that they got those things and for them to understand that those things aren't supposed to happen. It's a blessing. And every year that those things happen, are you that you're able to have a Christmas? Like I always be telling Brie, I remember, you know, them coming up, and be, listen, it's kids that don't have Christmas. You know, mm-hmm. kids that don't have birthday parties. They don't. It's some kids that go home and don't have dinner. You get everything you have. You got a TV in your room, cable in your room. You got all these things in your room. That that's not supposed to happen. There's kids out here, and I I be like, oh, to the point where I want you to go to kids' house that's, that that don't got it, so you can see how privileged you are. You get what I'm saying? So it's a battle every day. You know, I I I, I want to say that I'm blessed to know that that my child is. I've never seen one time my daughter be ungrateful. I've never seen it one time, and I can probably say that I've never seen one time where I told her no or. I've did something for her, and it's always been a thankful. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm blessed to have, you know, I'm blessed to have Bria, but I'm, I'm glad that that's not, you know, an issue that I have. But in the same token, you know, you want your kids to understand. I do, and I think everybody, every good parent should want to give their kids everything yet, and still teach them that you're not supposed to get. So be thankful that you do. Um, for me, that this this one's tough, right? And I, and I'm gonna dissect it like this. I'm gonna do it in two parts, right? So. Um, I work at the University of Texas. Uh, I'm helping veterans. Um, I got a part-time job at Best Buy. Uh, I'm probably going to go back to school after tomorrow to bring some more income into the house. Um, I do a podcast with my brother. Um, and I invest in cryptocurrency, right? Right. On, on, a, on, a, on, a, on a very, uh, minuscule well that's not no no i'm not it's not minuscule at all uh so those are all the things that i have going on in my life you know what i'm saying and as well as the travel time it takes me to do in front do all these things and be a family guy uh so with all that being said i work damn hard you know to to do the things that i do for my family right um the object is to uh really give them more than what we had, right? Because you want to see them do better in every aspect in life. Um, having entitled kids is different from giving them the things you want them to have. Um, do both of my kids in this house have PlayStation 4? Yes. Uh, do do I buy two video games when something comes out? There's no sharing. Um, I'm that parent, right? You know what I'm saying? Do I buy my kids Jordans? Yeah. Because uh, I can <laughs> that, that's what it boils down to. Um, I'm physically responsible with my money. I can afford all of my habits, uh, including my own shoe habit, uh, because I work hard. And that's what that's what it boils down to. I fucking work hard so I can do what I want to do with my money. And and I don't like when people say, oh, you giving them this, you giving them that. Do my kids have iPhone 10s? Yeah, they do. Um I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, and, and they, they have them because I want them to have them. Could I buy them flip phones? Yeah, I could. Right? You know what I'm saying? But I wanted them to have iPhone 10s. And I'll probably get them Apple Watches because, you know, they're good kids. Uh, so I, I never look at it from a sense of entitlement, man. And and, and I think that that's a issue for our community. And by our community, I'm going to say the black community. Uh, that we feel like it's in our mind that we should feel like that we shouldn't give our kids all that they have and want. Well, they don't feel like that in other communities. 
if your kids gonna be rotten, they're gonna be rotten. If they're gonna be grateful, they're gonna be grateful. You know what I'm saying? And bringing them around people that don't have shit, this kind of displaces their their logic because you do you want them to be okay with not having shit? I don't. For me. No, I said that. I don't want them to be okay with it. No, I, no, I, I see what you're saying. There's the other side of the coin, right? You you have all these things. It could be worse because here's little JoJo, and I apologize if somebody got a kid named JoJo. I'm offended. Um, but here's little JoJo who don't have shit. You know what I'm saying? Little JoJo's still playing Nintendo. You know what I'm saying? Little JoJo still got a tube television. You know what I mean? All of those things. I don't give a shit. <laughs> like, little JoJo parents ain't hustling like my parents are. You know what I'm saying? That's what it boils down to me as, man. It's the hustle. What are we doing to get them past where we are? How are we going to figure that out? Right. And however that looks. Right? You know what I'm saying? I don't want them to be used to not having shit. Because you know what that happens? You have a not having shit mentality. Right. And it, and it runs rampant in our community. It is like a fucking crutch. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Fuck that. I want you to have a fucking nice-ass house. I want you to have a nice-ass car. I want you to have all of these nice things. If I don't show you the finer things in life, there's your ceiling. Right? You're going to be right where you are. You're going to be comfortable with not having shit, which means you're not going to be comfortable. So I let my kids know, you have this shit because I bust my ass. So they know if they want to have the shit that they have, they're going to have to bust their ass. And that's really boiled down to their work ethic. Right? Right. I never tell them that there's, there's this magical pill. I'm not out here, you know what I'm saying, slinging dope. They know that daddy worked like a fucking Jamaican. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And shout out to all my Jamaicans. It's just a joke. You know what I'm saying about how it is, but that's how I grind. I get it. How can I add more to my plate to fucking put more on my plate? Definitely. And my kids got to see that. They know how I get down. They know how I rock. But that's where I'm at, yeah. Definitely, definitely, I definitely feel that though. Definitely, I definitely feel that lingo on it. But like I said, my 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 main thing is, and and, and I think that's important too. Like, I definitely, definitely want to show your kids the you know the, the best things in life. Period. So I definitely agree with that. Definitely. But I just you know I feel like it's a lot of kids. I've seen personal experiences where kids just don't appreciate what they have. You know what I'm saying? That's one thing I don't ever want. You know. For mine. Right. But that's what I'm saying. That, that that boils down to being rotten, man. And I tell people this all the time, man. And, and I'm going to ask a question to you. Uh, you know why I didn't go to Harvard? <laughs> why didn't you go to Harvard? Because nobody ever told me I could. Real shit. Y'all hear that you, 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 you understand that? It's getting dropped. You understand that? Yeah, I feel you. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, real shit. I ended up in food service because I tried to get into a college preparatory program and they denied me. Never told me why I didn't get into school. The decision was made for 13-year-old Terrell about where he was going to go in his life. I wanted to go to college. I wanted to go to a school that was going to prepare me for college. They said no. Never gave me a reason why. Never gave my mother a reason why. They said no. But you got three days to pick the school that you want to go to. So it was go to your zone school or go to this vocational technical school 
and mommy sat at the kitchen table right now, the same table she still got, the same table I sat at this weekend, and we sat there in the dark, and the only thing was shining there was the street lights. And she said, You wanna go to Mervo? Shout out to Mervo Mustangs Class 98. Uh they got food service. And I said, Yeah. And that started my journey. And I've been in the business for 25 years. That's real shit right there, bro. I'm definitely loving this. All right, listen, we're going, we're going, we're going winding down right now. But um, what's on your mind? What got what, what got you? What got you going? You already on go right now. You on fire right now, bro. What's on your mind? What what, what, what you say? What's the term we're using? What's grinding my gears? What's grinding my gears? Yeah, I realize I hate shopping. Like I'm in a point in a stage in my life that I just want to buy all my shit online. I don't want to go shoe shopping. I don't want to go clothes shopping. I, you know, I used to get the boxes. Like you pay like a hundred dollars a month, they send you a, a clothes box. I'm totally right. comfortable with that. I just and thinking about these taking these kids school shopping and dealing with that. I don't want to do it, bro. I'm I'm just be honest with you. I'm I'm, I'm so over it. I don't want to shop. I bought me two t-shirts the other day that I'm excited to have and happy with. And I'm gonna order some shoes to go with them. And they're gonna be on my guy. I have a shoe problem, people. I'm gonna let everybody know. I it's a serious habit. But I can afford my habit. So is it really a habit? Yeah, it's still a habit. But anyway, it's not a detrimental habit. Right. Um, but, but yeah, I, I don't like shopping, man. I don't like window shopping. I don't like shopping for shit. I don't like car shopping. I know what I want right now. When I order my Tesla, I'm ordering it from my, my fucking iPhone and call me when it's ready to be picked up. I don't want to go to the Like, I'm that guy at this point in my life, man. I don't want to do any of that, bro. Yo, I've been that way though. <laughs> with the way that right. only thing I'm I'm funny about clothes because you know I'm a big guy, so some stuff you know right. you don't know how it's gonna fit and stuff like that. And uh, you know, like matter of fact, I bought some Kobe's like two years ago, and mm-hmm. I'm telling Kobe's been sitting because they was a twelve, but the damn soul in them, the damn soul they put in them, like what's the shit they put in in the shoe? The, uh, what they put in the shoe? The soul. Right. The shit was so thick. That it was killing my foot, and I ended up taking the mm-hmm. soap. So it right, they didn't they didn't sit right. So I'm sitting here with Kobe's that I had for two years that I wore one time yesterday, and I wore them for about an hour, and I took them back off because I ain't like how they look without the sole in them. But the sole was so thick that it was killing my foot. So shopping right. as far as my clothes and my sneakers, I'm real wary about. But everything else, Christmas shopping, dog, I don't. I'm not going to no stores for no Christmas stuff, birthdays, none of that, all online. And I, I never been a window shopper. I never been to let's walk through the mall and look at stuff. No, if I'm not grabbing, I don't want no parts. Right. Yeah. So don't ask me to go. Uh, let, me tell you, <laughs> let me tell you what's grinding my gears, man. Listen, yeah. man. Man, listen, man. Certain questions you just don't want. You just don't know. You just don't want to know the answer to when it comes to a woman. It's a such mm-hmm. thing as ignorance is bliss. Dog, so don't ask her how many men she's been with. End of the day, if you love her right now and you rocking with her right now, then accept it for what it is. Your past is your past. If you know what I mean, we I'm pretty sure we all done live. Some of us haven't, but you know, we have our fair share. Oh, uh, you don't want to know that. If you love her and you care about her, let it be about right now. Not a, not let it be about the past. You know what I'm saying? All that, oh, how many guys you've been with question dog. You don't really want to know the answer to that. I don't know why you asking. You don't really want to know that. You don't really want that number sitting in your head and I'm pretty sure she don't know, or if she do know, she's not going to tell you the right answer anyway. So it's really useless. Leave it alone, man. Like end of the day, don't 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 climb that pool, man. Just leave it where it's at, and and and, and stop letting another man decide. 
the woman you're going to be with. I done seen guys who sit back here let another man tell him, oh, yo, you messing with that and downplay your situation, and then you fall back because of what another man talking about. Oh, that's the broadish fucking 15 estimation marks. Don't let no another man decide your situation. I'm not asking another man nothing. I'm not asking, if I love her, that's what I'm doing. If she been with 50 niggas, and that's, it is what it is. I love her, and that's how I'm rocking. You don't go asking another man advice or asking no other man should you be doing. Or don't even find out that number. I don't want to know. I don't want to know the number. I don't want to know. It's certain ignorance is bliss. I'm a strong believer in that. Leave it alone, man. Yeah, man. I, I, like, like your past is your past, too, right? You know what I'm saying? And you, that's just some wild shit to ask. Like, I don't care. You know, I, I honestly don't care. Like, I, yo, no. Nah. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't even really want to. I don't, yeah, who gives a fuck? Like, do what you do. Like, is you rocking with me now? Then, then that's all that matter. Before that, you know what I'm saying? It was just a bunch of other motherfuckers that I probably shake their hand because they didn't, they didn't let you go. You know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> you fucked yeah. up, Playboy. Thanks. Listen, real shit. I was really saying, <laughs> and to tell you this, I'm gonna shout niggas out at my wedding. Like, yo, know, hey, yo, my man, I appreciate you for that. Good luck with that. Let go. Good luck, yeah. fucking. You feel what I'm saying? Like, by the end of the day, man, I don't. Some things you just don't want to know, man. Some some boxes you just some doors you some skeletons you just don't want to see. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. It's better you better off living without knowing it. I don't see why people do that. Why do you go fishing for that? And you gonna hurt yourself? You act like you can deal with it, but you really can't. Let's keep it a bean. That's the problem. Everybody will act like they you're lying to yourself. It's about I'm at 36 years old. I'm being honest with myself. I don't want to know. All I want as long as you're not sleeping with 50 niggas now. That's something that matters to me. You know what I'm saying? But whatever you did in your past, and who knows who, honestly, somebody can move. First of all, we was in the Navy. And one thing that made me was a new surrounding that changed everything. We done seen men and female, let's say females, coming from a small town, joining the Navy. And when they first on the ship, they first six months, they meet a lot of guys. And then a new group of guys come onto the boat, and then somebody wife her. He don't know about what happened before he got there. You get what I'm saying? That's just the way it go. End of the day, man. I know something about you. You <laughs> let it go, for real, man. You don't want that in your life, man. You don't need them. You don't need them thoughts at two o'clock in the morning, man. With you and your beefing. You get what I'm saying? Oh yeah, she did. You don't need them thoughts, there, man. Ignorance is bliss. That's the lesson for the day, man. We're gonna name this episode "Ignorance is Bliss," man. Yo, I've never. I'm like I don't I don't know how to be corny, right? So, uh, I I guess I, I don't know how do I ask that question? Like, what do you do with that information? And I know you don't know, <laughs> like, cause you ain't corny either. You know what I'm saying? But like, like let, let, let's let's play devil's advocate for a moment since we, we got we got a couple minutes. You got a couple minutes, brother. We got a couple minutes, bro. We listen. Yeah. Okay. What you want to? All right. So, all right. So, so let's play devil's advocate. So. You ask your lady, you know what I'm saying, how many dudes she been with, right? Right. And then uh and then you, you know what I'm saying, get the answer from her. And so it may or may not be true, right? Right. If she says 45, right, what do you now do with that information? So now you have a number, right? Like, so are you do you start asking the you know what I'm saying? Where you fall in in the ranks, or you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, how? 
how many in one day? You know what I'm saying? You average three dicks a week. I just don't understand where you go from that point. I got a peek at the corny nigga handbook. I got a little peek in. I see it. I went right. to school, so I snuck it to the meat. I see a little something. They use it when they argue with her. <laughs> That's the move. That's the move. When they beefing, oh, well, you fuck 45 niggas. <laughs> Come on, my daddy. Think about it. Like you with her though. So that they, oh yeah, well, you slept with Tyrone Uncle. You with her though. Like, how can you think make it make sense? That's what they do. They use it against them in arguments. You know what I'm saying? There's so many suckers. Yeah. Like to be single for, for somebody real is easy. Like, I never had that problem. I'm not single no more, but I never had that problem because end of the day, like, I'm not a sucker. So end of the day is it's easy to, to, to talk to women and give them women when you're not a sucker. It's so many suckers that they make know. it easy for non-suckers to win. Man, he got you got niggas out here slicing tires. I had a female tell me. I had a female tell me her husband checked her GPS in her car. Mm. Like, oh, come on, man! It's rules to this shit, man. I don't want to get on the sucker nigga shit, man, because these niggas be doing my shit. Listen, you don't call no another man asking another man no questions, dog. I would never call another man about my lady. That's between me and her. You don't never call no another man phone talking about your dog. I seen your number in my girl phone. You don't do that. That's sucker shit. You can check your lady, dog. It's a lot of sucker shit going on out here, man. This shit is real corny, man. Shit make me itch. Man, I'm itching right now. I'm not about to jump in the shower. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm not itching right now. I wish you could see me, dog. Damn, I'm in here scratching this shit. That sucker shit, man. Ugh. I can't do it, man. But leave that shit alone, man. Y'all suck. I don't know who for whose fault is, whose fault is it that these niggas are suckers, man. Whose fault is it? They old heads. Hey, daddy fault. It might be, but you know a lot of them ain't around. But it's they old head. Around, I ain't no sucker though, man. Charlie wasn't raising no sucker. That's just how Charlie was, and Charlie, that's my mom. She wasn't raising no sucker. My, Charlie went harder than fathers go. You feel what I'm saying? But the real broader show. Why like this, man? Oh no, that shit funny. Listen, and don't get me wrong, I made mistakes. I played myself at a young age though. I was like twenty. I was going right. through the I was going through the chick. She had a um she had a two-way. And I was going through a two-way. And I decided one day, like, yo, I'm not gonna never do that. I'm not that energy, you know, and then I'm going through a two-way looking for stuff that she done already erased. <laughs> she coming there taking a shower, like she pulling all the nigga shit on me. You know what I'm saying? I said, I'm not doing that shit ever again. I'll walk away before I go through your phone. I'll walk away. I'm not doing all that. If I got to go through all that, I need to myself. It takes too much energy. I could be doing something to make sure my kids got Jordans on every chance they get instead of going through a phone. That effort that you're putting into that, you're putting into something positive to better yourself or better your situation and do something more positive for your family. That's just how I feel about that one. We're going we gonna, to say that sucker. We're going to go back and we gonna, it's going to always come up. In this podcast, but this sucker shit is like fucking AIDS. Right. <laughs> it is like herpes. Yeah. One in every four niggas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we gonna end it like that, dude, bro. We gonna end it like that, man. Cause we can go on and on and on, man. We gonna end it like I that. Know. Yeah, that's a bet. Brothers talking episode seven. 
out of the books, man. I appreciate y'all. Have a good one. All right, bro. Listen, I appreciate the fact. Right. I see them low numbers going up, man. I see the episode one, two, three, fours. I see them numbers going up, and I appreciate that. I, like I said, we said before, we appreciate anybody who listened to episode one. Like you are really, I rock with you heavy. The fifty-seven people, we can live with them numbers right now, but we appreciate y'all, man. And like I said, it's good to see them, them low. Everybody not going straight to six. They going back and listening, and I, we really appreciate that. Absolutely, man. All right, bro. I love you, man. I love you too, bro. Yeah. Yeah.